You're listening to Marcus Sahaba Online Radio Podcast. Alhamdulillah, so far, thus far, having our very own uh, Abu Bakr see that with his Muslim news, Anwar Qasim driving in with him on his motoring show and also an economist. And uh, then Maulana Salim Karim uh, with his uh, topic and answering your questions. But Alhamdulillah, the cherry on the top this evening, our very own Ibrahim Vadacha, my Ibrahim Ba, and on his segment called Travel Express. Ibrahim Ba, Assalamu Alaikum wa Rahmatullahi wa Barakatuh. And tell me, how are you doing this fine, beautiful evening? Ba, are you there? I hope you're not muted, uh, but uh, yeah. Ibrahim Ba? Uh, we hope we didn't lose our bar there because uh, we were having a, a brilliant, um, yeah. So before the show, we, we uh, the, during the break, I was talking to Ibrahim Bar. And Ibrahim Bar, are you still there? Well, you seem to have vanished off the areas for a bit, but yes, I'm uh, very much here. I tell you, I, I think that jinns are really working around me. I don't know what they do. <laughs> 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 Honestly, I, I, I mean, I knew everything's connected. I'm looking, there's uh, Ibrahim Bar is there, but. Uh, you know, I couldn't hear him, but Ibrahim, you know, looking at uh, things around us and uh, many things happening. And uh, some of the most amazing thing is uh, uh, that uh, Juju is calling for a national shutdown. He's acting like he's, uh, you know, he's the dawn of the country. Uh, what's going on? The March is identified the 24th, 25th March. And he says it will be worse than the insurrection. What's your thoughts on that, Ibrahim? Well, uh, when it comes to that character, there's a lot of hot air that blows out everywhere. The thing is, if one's going to take him at face value, then forever it'll be a question of gloom and doom, right? Uh, so uh, one must assess the situation ad hoc as it goes, because he's noted for making, uh, you know, provocative uh, statements and uh, attacking just about everybody without looking at his uh, disgraceful track record of uh, looting the BBS bank and everything else. Uh, the thing is, I think uh, looking at some of the social media replies and all, uh, many of them uh, told him to take a hike and that if he wants to do something like that, they can do it himself. Uh, however, there is that saying, uh, Brother Shafat, that I keep repeating, never underestimate stupid people in large groups. Yes. So he's got his followers, make no mistake, that uh, are losers, basically, because they all they know is uh, how to destroy and loot and steal and do whatever else. But uh, the fact that he's given advance notice, hopefully, the powers that be will deploy uh, adequate uh, uh, law enforcement and other uh, people in positions to nip this in the bud, it should rear its ugly head again. Because uh, I don't understand his line of thinking simply because of the fact that uh, the country is on the verge of being declared a failed state economically. And uh, look, uh, the uh, shenanigans that the ANC has got up to this past two, three decades uh, is on record. They've literally destroyed uh, one of the most promising countries on this continent. And uh, this is uh, what I find hard to come to terms with, that uh, this is the only place, uh, the only country whose people, some of them rather, would rather destroy and burn the country into the ground instead of uh, acknowledging that wrongs have been done and trying to work together 
to find a solution and work towards a positive outcome with all the people of the country, not just uh, a few of the uh, so-called politicians. Yeah, Ibrahim Ba, but I like, uh, you know, the taxi association said, yes, uh, Mr. Malema, we will join you, provided that you pay back the VBS money and you, you pay back all that money sure. that you looted from and stole from the widows and, uh, you mm. know, the old pensioners and all that. Pay back the money and we'll mm -hmm. make a plan. So, uh, yeah, he's in the, 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 he's cornered. I mean, he, he can't uh, play like, you know, the, 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 the paradigm of virtue is nothing, nothing virtuous about the whole thing. But uh, let's, uh, maybe this is one of the reasons why wealthy taxpayers are leaving uh, South Africa. And, you know, wealthy taxpayers are leaving South Africa. And uh, what's that article all about, Ibrahim Ba? Well, uh, look, uh, in the circumstances, uh, I can understand their standpoint perfectly. Uh, just to give you an indication, uh, tax base is unique in the world, right? And uh, just to cite some figures, a large part of personal income tax comes from the higher income earners because working class taxpayers are fast disappearing. It means they're losing jobs, our unemployment is standing maybe in the high 40s or something, unofficially, of course. And uh, our National Treasury's latest data revealed something quite telling, that South Africa has only 7.4 million individuals with taxable income. Now, of this group, only 1.4 million pay, get this, 71% of all income tax. That means 1.4 million taxpayers are carrying the burden, 71% of the tax burden. And even more concerning is that 133,230 wealthy individuals account for 29% of all personal income tax. Now compare this with the small tax base, the small tax base with 29 million plus South Africans who receive monthly government grants. And it is easy to see why uh, the economists are warning that the situation is unsustainable and the country is doomed financially and will be declared a failed state if uh, steps are not taken to right this uh, palace state of affairs. Because the tax base is certainly not growing enough for the state to meet its obligation and not to talk about whatever does come in, half of which or more gets stolen or so-called using that euphemism misappropriated. And it's a question of time before we we see the folly of our ways coming home to roost and the fact that we are going to be uh, literally destroyed as a country. Now, this is not just my prediction. It's a prediction of many international uh, economic uh, companies and agencies that are following very closely the trajectory of South Africa, per se, the politics as well as uh, the uh, finances which of course go hand in hand. And uh, it's no wonder that the, the wealthier people are leaving South Africa in droves. Some will keep a home here or maybe a foot here, but the majority of the action is going to be outside, maybe a safe haven somewhere that is not uh, subject as much to the vagaries of the uh, political misadministration that is going on in this country. And of course, with it goes uh, the looting. Sadly, Brother Shafat, the exodus includes skilled and wealthy individuals, so the brain drain continues regardless. Capital is moving out of the country at an alarming rate, and uh, with the leaving of uh, the skilled and wealthy individuals, 
the providers of goods and services are limiting local operations. So it's a lose-lose situation all around. And uh, I think uh, we're in for serious trouble up ahead. Uh, yeah, you talk about the trouble, Ba. And, uh, you know, I was just look, uh, reading an article this morning about, uh, you know, uh, millions and millions of rands of worth of illegal cigarettes uh, being uh, offloaded from a gas uh, tanker. Can you believe it? Yeah. And, this, uh, and these ingenious uh, guys happen to be, guess what? Foreigners. Hey, that Greek is back again with uh, Ibrahim Ba. Uh, uh, hey, Greekano. Forgive me. Forgive me. Every time Ba comes on, you, you're worrying him. Please, Mr. Greekano. Leave him alone. <laughs> now, <laughs> I hope he's not that's one of the uh, cigarette Greekanos, but I don't know. I mean, for... no, those those are those are allegedly Italians. Oh, oh so that was the Italian oh, mafia, no. Ibrahimba. Uh, yeah, yeah, the connections are there. Well, amongst uh, not to say that ours are angels, we got some of our very own people involved over there. So make no mistake, it's all happening. The parallel economy is uh, maybe outstripping the uh, legal uh, economy per se. Mm. And the situation is. And of course, you know, there's that saying, uh, the best government your money can buy. It's it's a fact in this country as well, not just in America and everywhere else. All the kickbacks and the envelopes and the boxes and suitcases full of money that gets distributed regularly to people uh, that uh, should be taking care of the interests of the uh, country and its populace, uh, stealing as much as they can and, and sort of putting the grubby fingers just about everywhere they can get uh, money. Yeah. Then you talk about the illegal gold mines. Yeah. In, in the, yeah, in the, all those areas in the East Run. Shocking indeed, Ibrahim. And as you said, they, they actually uh, they are making better money than uh, the government. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, the government... Uh, is none the better. It's a mafia state, Ibrahim Ba. But the looks like the other, the the the, the criminal and the criminals. I don't know how do you call it, <laughs> criminal versus criminal. No, they're not versing each other. That's just the illusion they create. They can only exist with the acquiescence of the ruling party or the government of the day. Mm. You're telling me that you don't have a standing army there. You don't have a police force that can come in and, and liquidate these people put them behind bars or do whatever you have to do with them and set the record straight. The thing is, they are as much, they are as much to blame because they are as crooked as the people that feed them with all the criminal activities and the money arising therefrom. Thank Allah for the day of our reckoning, the day of... Oh, there's going to be no escape then. Yeah, I mean, be, that's where the fun will really begin. Oh, that's the fun. Tell me about it. You want to have the best lawyer, criminal lawyer, you can you buy can it. You can have what you want. You can, you know, when your mouth is zipped, when you cannot speak and your hands and your legs and your eyes and all are going to bear testimony against you and your own record, most probably if you are going to hell or consigned to hell, will be given in your left hand. Then you'll know how wonderful all your deeds were here. You can do enjoy what you want. This is just an interim situation. So do what you have to do. Allah will do what he has to do ultimately. That's a dire warning, people. Dire warning. Take stock. And if you're guilty of it, take stock now. Well, Ibrahim, when you're traveling and you want to have these things and you don't want to be stressful, you don't want stress to get your five <laughs> essential gadgets to pack to make your travels. Allah. What are these gadgets, Ibrahim? I know, well, Nate. Uh, 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 can I take a guess? Can I take one guess? Yes. Nail clipper. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, forget it. Nail clipper. 
remote, my friend. They'll take it away at uh, oh, the airport, right? Under the guise that it's a dangerous weapon, of course, it'll find its way home to whichever unscrupulous character took mm. it ultimately. Yeah, but anyway, coming to this, this is more to do with today's uh, techno world, you know, where everything is technology, everyone needs uh, gadgets and chargers and this and that and the other just to keep them uh, online uh, perpetually so they don't miss a, a nanosecond or whatever's going on, wherever. But uh, yeah, coming back to this thing, uh, the five essential items, uh, you know, one of the the millennium, the millennia crowd need, of course, and some of us that are somewhat old as well, for the sake of communication. Uh, first on the list is, of course, a power bank. If you don't have any power, you're not going anywhere. You're not starting up any gadgetry. And uh, I think your know, battery does have a drain, irrespective of whether you use it or not, no matter how well charged it is. If it's a long haul flight, chances are you might reach the other end or at some stage it will run out of power. Yeah, aircraft have uh, charging uh, sort of ports on the uh, on the seat these days, but uh, it's always advisable to carry a power bank, not necessarily one that's the size of a brick. It would give you more charging capacity, but uh, would it be allowed on uh, the aircraft? So one has got to be uh, mindful of that. Take a decent sized one that will fit into your computer bag or, or luggage or whatever the case may be. So that way you know that if your power bank is charged sufficiently, you can always uh, sort of uh, charge up your phone or iPad or anything else that might need to be uh, fired up. <clears throat> Next, of course, if you're landing in a foreign land, you'll need a universal travel adapter because uh, South Africa is unique. We have this big monstrous uh, three pin 15 amp plug that I doubt if anyone else uses anywhere else, uh, you know, internationally. Okay, we're moving to the two pin Euro plug, which is a headache because they don't supply you just a plug top. You've got to buy the whole cable or whatever at a, you know, exorbitant rate. So uh, you will need one of those things that uh, fit into just about any plug socket and you'll be able to plug your uh, gadget, your charger adapter, whatever the case, into that. Uh, third up is the luggage locks. Now, uh, this is basically uh, to prevent uh, theft of whatever uh, valuables you might be carrying, but uh, it's rather naive to carry any real valuables in your checked luggage because uh, I'm sure many of our listeners have seen this where all you need is an ordinary ballpoint pen and most of our bags are of the same construction these days where all you do is you just uh, poke it into the zip, the zipped up zipper that's locked at one end. You poke it in there and you can open the entire bag, take what you want out of it and zip it back up and nobody will be the wiser. So, uh, it's a question of whether you leave your bags empty and there's nothing serious in there apart from a few uh, items of clothing that they'll pinch. But if you're seriously going to be putting uh, valuable stuff like jewelry and cameras and other equipment, computers and whatnot else, which you shouldn't, then you're running that risk. Uh, fourth up is the headphones. If you don't want to talk to anyone next to you or you just want some peace and quiet and you want to doze off, then you stick those ear earphones into your ear and uh, I think that will be signal enough for everybody to just leave you alone. Uh, taking that one step further, you get the uh, noise cancelling headsets that are rather expensive, but uh, it basically uh, it kills all the interference, all the noises, whether it's trains, boats, planes, whatever you're flying on. 
uh, all the hum of the engines and everything is shut out and you can have some peaceful sleep. Uh, lastly, at number five, there's the air tag or smart tag that you can put on your luggage or your keys or backpack or even your pet, if that's the case. So that uh, in the event of your luggage uh, just going astray a little bit, then uh, you know it's coming down the line, it's still being offloaded, or where you left the keys or whatever the case may be. So uh, those are just among some of the uh, what people consider essential in this day and age for travel that are going any distance away from home. Zakalaba, and uh, yeah, you bring it alive on your segment, Travel Express. Well, everyone says, hey, you know, that guy, he is a savvy guy. You know, he's savvy. Yeah, you know, savvy, giving a meaning like, hey, he knows everything. So 10 tips uh, to help you become a savvy traveler in 2023. None other uh, who better than our Abbas. <laughs> I mean, I mean yeah, you could have written uh, 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 an encyclopedia when it comes to being uh, savvy while traveling, Ibrahim. Ba. I guess I could do that, uh, of course, time permitting. And uh, yeah. Uh, well, look, it's uh, it's rather basic stuff, and uh, I think uh, first step is you've got to check your luggage, luggage requirements, right? Uh, different airlines, uh, depending on the fare you're paying, the sector you're flying, whether it's low cost or, or you know, a premium brand uh, air travel that you are looking at, uh, they uh, restrict your, your luggage. Uh, if you're flying uh, to the uh, Americas, or possibly to uh, Europe and some places in the Middle East, they now allow you two pieces. Otherwise, they just allow you a maximum of 20 kgs in one bag of a particular size to be checked. Uh, These days, of course, there's a whole lot of permutations, A, to make, uh, to give you the uh, option of A, going uh, just with cabin luggage, or uh, you can buy uh, additional luggage uh, for check-in right, uh, that, uh, you know, will cost you more. And if you're just a solo traveler going to, uh, say, uh, Durban Cape Town, Durban Joburg, you're just going for a day to do some business. Uh, what's the point in paying extra for luggage that you won't be carrying in any event? So uh, it's important that you check with your carrier at the time of uh, buying your ticket. And most of the transactions these days are more and more going online. So it is important for the potential traveler to check that they are getting their value for money and uh, because it is cheaper to buy extra weight uh, luggage whilst you're booking as opposed to when you go to check in at the airport so you can't leave your bag behind and you've got to pay through your nose. Uh, next up, we've got uh, travel insurance. Very important uh, given the fact that uh, life is uncertain at the best of times. Uh, travel delays occur. Of course, our wonderful COVID pandemic doesn't get left anywhere in between. So there's lots of permutations insofar as what can go wrong insofar as your time is departure or arrival at your uh, final destination. So it's important that you take uh, comprehensive insurance that covers cancellation and curtailment. Now this needs to be taken at the time of buying your ticket, not uh, just before you leave. Of course, accidental death, disablement, uh, delays, misconnection, damaged luggage, personal liability, etc., etc., fall under the purview of that uh, uh, insurance policy. And then you know that you are covered. And should you need to apply for, you know, reimbursement or a refund, uh, whatever the case may be, you know you've got a decent insurance company backing you up with the policy that you bought. That is worth something. 
Uh, of course, uh, COVID, uh, even though everyone says it has left us, incidentally, Japan just uh, relegated COVID to uh, uh, the ordinary flu status now. So, so much for all the hype and nonsense that was going on for years on end. Anyway, coming back to this thing, you, uh, you've got to make sure that you are uh, compliant, depending on the destination, and you need to check it when you are booking. You need to check it just a few days before departure, because these nonsensical regulations change from country to country, change from minute to minute, and you've got to know whether you needed that extra so-called booster shot or whatever that's going to either kill you or drive you insane. But uh, yeah, you've got to do that. Uh, you've got to contact your bank and uh, mobile service provider just to let them know that, listen, you're going to be roaming overseas and those charges can get exorbitant at the best of time, especially if you're so caught up in your scrolling and looking at social media. It's not unusual. We've had cases where people came back uh, getting a shock of their life where they ran up bills unsuspectingly in the magnitude of 20 and 30 grand just on a week's holiday because they were naive enough to think that, yeah, it's fine. They got more uh, Wi-Fi in the uh, thing there and where, wherever they want to choose to go, they were online and they paid the penalty, of course. And uh, also the bank, because uh, you will be most probably having your credit card loaded with whatever currency that you're wanting to spend on the other side so much so that you're not carrying actual uh, currency or cash that uh, you may be pickpocketed or uh, relieved of. So uh, it's important. And then, of course, uh, the uh, banks or the uh, service provider for your mobile knows that uh, Brother Shafat is overseas and we can expect these kind of uh, foreign charges coming through. Uh, Next, uh, we have uh, your luggage. It's important because nobody likes to lose their luggage when they reach the other side. So it's important that you tag your bag both inside and outside with baggage tags that stick. Because if you only saw what happens when they are loading and unloading your baggages, a, either from the airport into the uh, uh, aircraft or vice versa, they really take a hammering. So uh, it's important. And the thing is, if you buy uh, bags that look a little bit different because all are maybe black or brown or red or the usual color and they all look the same so it's not unusual for someone who's absent-minded or you know is dreaming to pick up the wrong uh, bag off the carousel it happens many times and uh, if your bag is unique uh, you know with the, uh, either ribbons or anything tied to the handles loud colors and things like that it's easy for you to pick up uh, checking online that's a very uh, important facet of travel these days because uh, I recall once some years back when this just became uh, <clears throat> something that was introduced in Europe and uh, we were there early and uh, of course uh, I didn't really look at uh, what the requirements were and they apparently wanted this being a cheap low-cost uh, carrier uh, that uh, was charging about 20 euros or something for a considerable distance. I think maybe it was a two-hour more flight. But uh, what do they do? They rip you off on everything else. So if you arrive there unsuspectingly without checking online, they'll nail you something like 60 euros, whereas a ticket costs 20 euros, just for the pleasure of checking you in at the airport. So that's very important, especially when you're traveling on the continent and states, to make sure that you are knowledgeable about all these things. It's important, of course, to check in early, to arrive early and complete uh, whatever uh, health, medical, uh, other security and other immigration formalities so that you can get onto the air side, so to speak, of the uh, 
the uh, airport, uh, you know, in good enough time to uh, make it to your designated uh, boarding gate. I mean, most times they allow you now, they want you at the boarding gate, say about 35 or 40 minutes at the boarding gate, not uh, roaming around in the duty freeze or having a cup of coffee or something. And uh, it's important to arrive early simply because of the fact that if you're taking an afternoon flight, then you've got to allow for traffic. And whether you're using taxi, Uber, or friends dropping you off, uh, you've got to allow for uh, traffic conditions that may get heavy, traffic jams, and uh, you don't want to miss your flight. And uh, then when you're at the airport or even before then, you keep abreast of what is happening with the flights and see whether there are any abnormal or severe weather conditions that uh, could, uh, you know, cause uh, changes to flight schedules. And uh, there's a lot of uh, apps on the various airlines that you can uh, access on your phone that will keep you abreast of the latest happenings. Uh, more importantly, when you get back, take an inventory of your budget so that you know a I allocated a budget of say 20 grand to go to this trip overseas. And uh, you come back, you know, sometimes when you're on holiday, you don't pay attention much to this thing and you get carried away with spending. And you find that uh, you come back, uh, you know, having spent more than you budgeted for and then you've got to make up that shortfall somehow. So it's important that you keep uh, your inventory in line with what you originally uh, budgeted as such. And thereafter, if you're one of those that likes going regularly on holiday, you can plan your next uh, trip. Uh, bookings normally go open online at least 11 months or about a year before uh, time. So the earlier your book chances are, the algorithm won't be so strict in so far as raising the prices and you'll be able to get a fair deal. Yeah, so those are the 10 uh, items that uh, one should consider when you're traveling. Zakalakhe for that, Ibrahim Ba. You really are very informative this evening as uh, usual and adding uh, your garnish also, which is very refreshing. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean that. I sincerely mean that. And, uh, you know, well, news, Ibrahim Ba. This is not all news, but Dubai voted most popular destination in the world for two years in a row. Yeah, Dubai. yeah, everyone's running there to buy Durban to Dubai, Ibrahim. Ah, uh, yeah. Look, uh, I guess different destination appeals to different people depending on uh, who you are, where you are, what you want to go and do, and uh, what prices are you prepared to pay, what experience are you looking at, right? And uh, there's no denying uh, Dubai has its glitz and glamour appeal to those that like it. But uh, everything there is man-made. I've been to Dubai on numerous occasions, and uh, to be quite honest with you, apart from them putting up new attractions every five minutes over there, uh, there is very little by way of natural beauty that one can uh, really compare with, say, a city like Istanbul that's got history, culture, and just about everything going for it. But uh, here it is. This is uh, via, I think, of all, uh, what's the name, online uh, review portals like TripAdvisor and the rest of them. Uh, it was voted uh, in top position, uh, and there's only other city that has uh, claimed this title two years consecutively was London. And uh, of course, uh, Dubai has uh, is considered by many as the best of the best destination, and uh, all of them, irrespective of where they've been, they somehow gravitate to Dubai. I know a lot of South Africans have gone across. Uh, bought apartments and property they're running businesses there and successfully too i must add and uh, this is where it's at 
And uh, I think uh, the key to it, and this is what I've always uh, said and advocated, is that the only industry that's going to uh, contribute uh, quite, you know, uh, significantly to economic growth and diversification is, of course, the tourism industry. And uh, I think Dubai, uh, full marks to them, whoever's running the uh, tourism uh, and investment operations, they are providing as near a seamless and superlative guest experience, uh, you know, that is uh, driving the development of the travel and tourism sector. And uh, of course, we know about Dubai, there's thousands of different restaurants. You could be in just about any of the five, six, or even sometimes seven star hotels, so much so that you won't know a, whether you are in Dubai or whichever other destination on earth, because all the major global chains are there, the international brands are there. And, and I think uh, if you're the type that likes, uh, you know, uh, city sort of life, uh, going to uh, expensive dinners and uh, restaurants and things like that, going shopping in a myriad of malls that are there that, of course, are rather pricey, but uh, have uh, merchandise from all over the globe. And uh, I think also a significant resurgence throughout 2022 was the fact that uh, uh, Dubai had the uh, privilege of uh, hosting the Expo 2020 that only concluded last year in March. So that is uh, also driven that uh, uh, surge of demand for uh, tourism and, of course, accommodation and all the other services that are allied and associated with uh, tourism. So that's the story there. And in addition to that, Dubai's uh, annual calendar of festivals, leisure, sporting, even business and other events, uh, they're just bursting at the seam. And this goes from uh, the shopping festival in the first quarter, the food festival, the Dubai World Cup, uh, World Government Summit, GTEx, which is a technology uh, uh, expo that takes place over a week. Then, of course, there's the Dubai Desert Classic, uh, the golfing, the horse racing, uh, duty-free tennis championships. I could go on and on. And uh, the Arabian Travel Mart, of course, that happened in and around May. And uh, lastly, the Dubai International Boat Show. So all the big ticket uh, operations and attracting, uh, you know, the creme de la creme of the people that are well healed, so to speak, to come over and uh, mix the business with pleasure and uh, take the family along for a ride if you feel like it. So I think uh, that's what Dubai's got going for it. And uh, good luck to them. They're doing what they're doing right and uh, they're reaping the rewards for it. Well, people, meretricious beauty. Yeah, Shaitan, Shaitan, <laughs> disciple. Hey, Ba, you won't go there. Hey, Ba can give you a whole two hours on that alone. Yeah, that meretricious. The hello thinkers. Ibrahim, uh, absolutely brilliant being in your your company. And look at how the time has flown. I can sit another uh, two hours with you and enjoy your relaxing, cool, calm, and collected conversation. But Allah keep your love. Bless you. Your parting words, Ibrahim, Ba. Well, look, uh, Brother Shapata, uh, I enjoy your company as uh, as much as you do mine, and I just hope and pray that the same applies to our wonderful listeners out there. I mean, uh, you want to know what I'm going to leave you with today? I said that people are like books. Some deceive you with their cover and others surprise you with their content. So my <laughs> word to you today is don't mistake the container for the contents. It's as simple as that. Hey, too good. It's better than the don't judge a book by its cover. Ibrahim Ba gave you the other one. Yeah, you write it down, people. These are anecdotes that you'll treasure. Ibrahim Ba, 
You have a mashallah beautiful evening ahead. I'll talk to you soon. Uh, yeah, we will be on Coffee Express soon, and uh, maybe yeah this week. I think you should bring it, Ibrahimba, to breakfast for us. I, I'm leaving it to you, Ibrahimba. You 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 have a brilliant evening ahead. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, brother Shabbat, and thank you for the opportunity. Uh, you're most welcome, Ibrahim Ba. And uh, Lukalo, thank you very much for great engineering. Keep it locked on to Marcus Sahaba for beautiful programming. From the team and I, till we meet you again, we bid you. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.